0: Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Yeah, I want to go to, I want to see it again in the theater. And I can't remember the last time I saw a movie. I think Deadpool. Deadpool. That's I an saw, awesome movie to see in theaters. Deadpool, I saw in theaters twice. And I think that's the last, that's the last movie I've seen <laughs> twice in theaters. What? Well,
1: you loved Deadpool that much?
0: No, I went, so, so funny story. The day, the day I quit my job the first time, it was like 1130 in the morning and my boss, like, as I was leaving, he was like, yeah, you should go, like, go see a movie or something. So I was like, bet. And like quit my, <laughs> quit my job and then went to see went to see Deadpool, like a matinee on like a weekday on my own, like in a theater with nobody. And then like, and then like friends were going like the next weekend. They were like, do you want to go? And I was like, I've already seen it, but like, sure, yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a job. So I have no, I have no like responsibilities. So yeah. And then went and saw it again.
1: Yeah, Deadpool feels like the perfect like quarter life crisis movie to. Oh, I was I was
0: fully. It was like it was my like comfort food in my quarter life crisis. That was
2: (laughs) so. Um, I I think Nope is a pretty good quarter life crisis movie. Uh, in terms of like being about people who are stuck in a situation, right? Kind of the the circumstances of where they are. They've got this ranch. They've got this family lineage. They're not doing that much. And then suddenly this opportunity kind of falls into their lap and they've got to wrestle with the question, what are they going to do about it? Right. So like the whole movie's kind of like, well, what is what is doing anything about it look like? Right. Um, so, I mean, I see a lot of positive reaction to it in our peer group or whatever. Uh, I think that's probably a big part of it, that people have that fantasy of being like, oh, what if a cool thing dropped in my lap and I got to like really wrestle with it and, and engage and, and do something cool with it? Um, I, I think that's why people want to see it in theaters. I mean, I think I think a lot of its charms are in its big, wide-open imagery, right? Um, just like uh, cool shit filling the screen in a surprising way or whatever. Um, I don't. I really don't think people are gonna get it at home streaming in six months or whatever, right? They're not gonna no, be no like, way. you know, why? Yeah. What was the hype or whatever? Yeah, whereas the hype I think is pretty pretty
3: evident in the theater that way. For yeah. Sure. Speaking of things just dropping into our lap, <laughs> um, I think this is a good opportunity to introduce ourselves. We've had a little bit of conversation. Um, we have some special guests on today's episode. Uh, sure. uh, we are we don't have our good friend Michael Romeo. He decided to to sit nope out. Yeah, so yeah. instead, we he nope out. Yeah, he nope. He yeah. nope out of. Do Adam you want to nope. Do you want to talk about nope? nope nope <laughs> uh so instead we brought in some reinforcements uh a lot of familiar voices that you've probably heard before just speaking we have our good friend fernando Sup guys welcome back great to be back the other voice you were hearing before speaking about deadpool was uh music tim aka Zack snyder aka dune tim aka oh, yeah. the straight to dvd <laughs> music producer um oh. and the third voice you heard was mr no banana suit another multi-time yeah. contributor to uh yeah. to our
2: proceedings here. So. Prolific streamer. Yeah. Know, friend of the show. We love it. And we got Raph.
0: Yeah. And, Raph. and and our illustrious hosts. Yeah, yeah. Who just let us who just let us start off yeah. on, on our own. I I'm <laughs> about jumping in. Like everyone's listening like, wait a minute, I think this is the wrong this yeah, the wrong podcast, <laughs> did, I, did yeah. I start this? Yeah. I do Halfway through,
3: yeah, yeah. no. Um, in media, In Media Res, that's right. Yeah, dude, I think it's good for us to start in Media Res. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on because yeah, it's yeah. a lot less work that I have to do. I just get to listen to you three gentlemen say awesome uh, things and yeah. <laughs> have cool takes about movies and stuff. Um, it's the cool take show. For sure. Yeah, no. we're we're here for some cool takes. Yeah. So
2: well, so that so so that's interesting because uh, our friend Michael. Um, he really felt that he wouldn't have a cool take, right? He had a very strong reaction to it uh, the way that lots of people do, right? I think I think Nope is a really galvanizing movie. You come out of it and you say, wow, I felt strongly one way or the other. Um, and he felt that he wouldn't really be able to represent his particular perspective, right? Which is like a super not digging it. Um, and I shared kind of not digging it with him, um, but I've had a little more time to think about it um and i and and i really like a lot of it and i wish that it came together any kind of an interesting way. so i'm excited to like represent that kind of camp but also you know hear you guys thoughts right like what was it that electrified you just the way that i was just the way that rock was but in kind of the opposite direction yeah that's what i want to know
3: no i think i mean personally i think it's always better when we have a conversation where we're not just all agreeing that something is either amazing or awful. We get to have an actual discourse about why we like something or why we didn't like something or why we're like all reading the same scene in four different ways. And that's where, like, that's where good conversation about movies actually comes from as opposed to just, you know, a circle jerk of us all, uh, all agreeing. So, So Nando, you expressed that you're in the boat of, of not so much digging it, um i think maybe mr banana suit you mentioned that you that you did dig it yeah i dug it a lot yeah if you're able to touch on um like what you dug about it specifically or just in general
1: for me it's like it's like really simple it's just like it was just really fucking cool yeah (laughs) like the movie was just really cool and really fun um i thought like it took a lot of classic sci-fi things mm. and put enough originality into it which is really hard to do right now to make it re-enticing like it wasn't just like another ufo story another alien story it had its a little bit of its own originality i think maybe the biggest thing that suffered from is i think it was maybe like the least peel movie of the three interesting but yeah. it had but it definitely I think, on paper, I think it should be his most popular movie.
2: I think it will be. I think ultimately, yeah. it's going to be like uh, a watershed moment where people will say, "This is like, uh, this is where he started maturing, right? Where he started mm-hmm. adopting his own vision, and uh, and where a lot of his future work is going to is going to make sense." Going back to yeah, in the, in the it, it
1: Loki feels kind of like a modern Jaws moment. Oh wow! Sure, interesting. I get that.
3: I can see it. When you said that this is like his breakout movie or like his biggest of the three, I was thinking cuz like a word that gets thrown around or will get thrown a lot, around a lot with this movie is like this Spielbergian yeah, like sure. close encounters. Yeah. Kind of a Jaws moment. It's a it's like a proper summer blockbuster mm-hmm. by an actual auteur of a director, not just like a a useless sort of studio yeah, you know sure, sure. you know sort of yeah. throwing money at the wall and yeah. hoping that something you know, by five, committee or five hundred million dollars come yeah. back like this is is one dude who wants to make a big spectacle of a movie eh, spectacle yeah, um yeah, yeah. who like wants to make a big spectacle of a movie it drops in the summer people go see it people respond to it and then you know it would be cool if, Spiel, if uh not spielberg if peel goes on to have like a spielberg like career and right. if this is kind of like the jumping off point right. for that
2: Uh, Before we get too far into it, I want to say that, like, I think there's going to be a spoiler chat and I would really encourage any listener who hasn't seen it just to go see it, you know, whether you like it or not. Right. Um, A lot of the appeal is the surprise. A lot of the appeal is kind of the journey of normalcy that happens and how kind of normal it stays for so long. Mm -hmm. Right. It really sustains kind of a quiet um, kind of a focus on friendship and found family or whatever um so it's it's a really bizarre blurring of genres right of the western of sci-fi or whatever um and you know just the the friendly adventure so the chance to discover what exactly the character of that friendship is right where it ends up what gets accomplished or whatever i think that's a big part of the discussion that's what we're really going to be reacting to right like kind of our different takes on where exactly that journey ended up and how we responded to it.
3: I was going to ask you guys if we wanted to do spoiler or or no spoiler. I I think it's been, it's been out long enough. Yeah. I think we should do spoiler, but definitely people
2: should, should understand. Oh yeah. They should go. You just go see it. I mean, (laughs) he's a cool guy I mean, everyone should encourage original filmmaking, even at the scale, even if you're big budget or whatever. Um, It's important just like to throw your money behind. Hey man, like, someone really cared, someone had a cool story to tell. Um and you can you could think whatever, right, about what that story is or where it ends up. Um but it's pretty different. It's not it's not indie, right? And it's not like niche, but it is cool and it is different from a lot of the things that are happening out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for that sure. Would, yeah, that's that's kind
0: of what I was like when we were talking about like what um we like the most about it. That was my biggest takeaway is that it's like in a I know it's Seems very simple, but like that, it's an original story. Yeah. Like, I'm so sick of like all movies being made now mm-hmm. are just remakes of something yeah. or like 21. fucking Marvel, yeah. and it's just like 900 Deadpool,
1: baby. Before. Deadpool 3 yeah, comes yeah. soon. Yeah. That, was, that, was, that was me in a previous <laughs> life,
0: but like, yeah, like I'm just like so done with all of that and like have no interest in it really either. And just knowing this is just like, hey, Jordan Peele made a story that's just its own standalone story like it's not yeah. part i mean like who knows maybe it'll be part of like the nope cinematic yeah, universe nope or something but like whatever yeah <laughs>
3: nope i forgot nope too i was i was talking to someone about it and they asked the question of like is this connected to the other jordan Bill funny, movies? Yeah, which is yeah. like so insane that yeah. that's where our brains are no one as, has hitchcock that you know as uh, yeah <laughs> as, as movie consumers yeah. that our initial thought is yeah. well can we make this connected to other yeah, movies? That's like, funny. no, Get Out and Us and Nope can all
0: exist in three separate universes. That's be Three separate stories and, and do there's their own no, thing. There's and no like like Easter eggs yeah, of yeah. like of like the like the yeah. car keys from Get Out or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah in, no, and like, the, like there's
3: there was none of same, that was the same key that uh, yeah yeah the, yeah the, yeah the Yeah yeah like, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, my, yeah
2: that's right. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the Spielberg connected universe or whatever, you know, in Schindler's list, Liam Neeson discovering the plot to steal the Ark of the (laughs) Covenant, you know, just like how dumb that would have been, you know, but it's, it's silly to have that expectation. Um, So we're, we're, we're all advocates here of like kind of an old school notion of move making, which is to say, tell a story and get out so that we can have, yeah, that's right. Uh, So that we can have... um, so, you know, th- so the sequel of the movie is this happening right now. The discussion that you have, the person that you are after you watch it, never, you know, that's the fun part. Um, so Nope is a lot of fun that way. Nope what, what, is full of, like, cool imagery and weird ideas yeah. and symbolism um, that encourage a lot of discussion that way, for sure.
1: Yeah, one thing, one thing I actually mentioned to Raph before I had even seen the movie and, and Tim, because they saw it before me, was, like, I really, something that really, I was kind of annoyed that they showed the UFO. I'll call it a UFO for now in the trailers. Yeah. Um, but but every time I saw it, I was always like, that th- the design of that is so cool. Yeah. Because it looks so like what we've come to think of as a UFO in traditional sci-fi. But it also doesn't look like it it also has its own original design. Hmm. Which which sure. was which is such a hard thing to do. And Raph pointed out that it's just because Edges of it are like a little sharpened, Mm. so it maintains that flat cylinder, but has those tiny sharpened edges around the corners of it. It's 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 almost like a an octagon instead of a instead of a full circle.
3: I think this is something that uh, that Tim and I spoke about when we when we saw it. Is that like kind of with the design of the UFO? A lot of this movie is sort of taking like the analog world and. The digital world, or like mm-hmm. the old world and the right. new world, and kind of like mashing them together and like forcing them together and having them like coexist. So like it, it's the same thing, like that design of the UFO. It's our old school understanding, but it's also a new twist. When they're filming, it's the dude who's who's shooting on actual film stock, right. and it's the the tech bro who's shooting with his four K HDMI right. digital cameras. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that. Um, Fuck, there is another example that we talked about that I can't think of right now. But, like, the camera was was certainly a big one. Or even just, like, the fact that they, like, in the opening scene, or, or one of the opening scenes, when uh, Kalia's character is trying to sell the horse on the on the TV set. Yeah, yeah. It's a physical horse with an actual horse trainer. So, like, you're doing that the old school, um, you know, sort of practical effects sort of way, but it's in front of a green screen. Yeah. So you're still, like, blending those, those two things. Or, like, the 90s TV show. And, like we can get into the Gordy stuff at some point and maybe this is like where we just jump into it. But the whole Gordy scene is like this nineties TV sitcom. Mm -hmm. And during the first scene with Gordy, I was wondering why is the monkey CGI? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's like, that's not just a, you know, it's easier to do. We'll do it in Mm -hmm. post sort of decision. Like peel wanted that specific monkey to be shot and, um, and done in CGI for very specific, like thematic and narrative reasons. Um, Absolutely. Which is like pretty cool. Like imagine using CGI as a choice and not just
2: a crutch. Uh, uh, And I think Peel is really, um, is really invested in those kinds of questions. Right. And just like at a script level, I think Nope is really interesting because from the jump, it's dealing with, Hollywood labor right literally like the bodies and the effort that goes into making all of this magic happen right it's not it's not automatic um it's and it's not something that you should take for granted but of course it is all the time um I you know you're bringing up Gordy um what's funny about gordy is that he's he he's he's a performance right just like Andy circus is with gollum gordy's played by a guy named Terry notary and if you look up Terry notary um, he has a thousand credits where literally he's the guy Hollywood calls if you need someone to play a monkey, right? Um, just, just like that's his whole thing. He's like so good at it, and he's like he's like been in cages and studied with them or whatever. Um, you know, you could, any any number of interviews or whatever. He, he, Terry will talk about that. Do you know uh, um, just like for
0: just for like. An example, what is his most famous monkey?
2: His most famous monkey is himself. I'll I'm, I'm tell you about this right now. <laughs> Damn. Um, he, he, there's a movie called The Square, which won the Palme d'Or a few years ago. Um, and um, there's a very long scene where there's like a, a black tie dinner or whatever. And then Terry Notary is just there on on crutches so he can kind of walk like a like a huge ape or whatever. And he's just like being an ape-like dude at this weird dinner. Um, and so, so the tension is like, oh, what's this animalistic quality happening in this very civilized kind of environment or whatever. So like, to me, that's what Nope is about, right? Nope is about this weird blend of like the animal and the civilized, right? Like you've got, um, this creature coming in. Um, why, why wouldn't you assume it's a creature, this thing hovering in the sky, surveilling you or whatever, right? The popular uh, cultural conception is that it's a machine staffed by uh, multiple intelligences, right? And it's being manipulated. Um, but that's like a human projection, right? Maybe the more natural thing is that it's just like a horse, right? Yeah. Um, that it that, that it's there and it has an eye and it has a motivation, right? And it has its own um, way of being in the world and way of interacting with other creatures like it. Um, so you watch Gordy and you're just like, Oh, that's uh, a faux kind of creation, a human notion of of what an ape would look like, but it's actually really deeper than that. It's like a it's like a human's performance of, of how he feels an ape would behave, right? That's Terry's whole thing. Um I, I think there's a lot of parallels there with um with Kaluya and Palmer's business that they're running in terms of uh mastering the horses and and entering them into this Hollywood context or whatever and running this ranch. Um it's there's just a lot of preoccupation in the movie with the relationship of the animal the labor right um to the human right to the consciousness um what do you need to do physically right what do you need to um wrangle uh in order to create an outcome right like the whole the whole movie is about creating an outcome a very yeah. simple outcome um so That's it turns I out to
3: think about like the parallels between yeah, yeah. like these animals and stuff and how he sort of wrangled them versus, and like how different a horse or a chimp is from just, I'm just thinking about the way that like Stanley Kubrick would use actors. Like he didn't see them as like collaborators or anything. He saw them as like literal like tools and like clays that he could mold into whatever vision he had for his movie. Like they, he saw them as like useless and he, right. as A means to an end. Yeah. As things that he could, um, that he could treat in whatever fashion that, right. that he wanted to. It wasn't Just to get what, what he wanted. Yeah, it wasn't about what you know how Jack wanted to to play a certain scene. No, in shining. It was God forbid. No, it was what Kubrick thought the scene should be and how he could you know make Jack do what whatever it was that that he wanted. The same way that a horse in a scene. You know, we're not thinking what to, how does the horse want to play this. Right. You know how does the horse want to want to be lucky? Does the horse want to gallop to the left or right. steer off to the right? No, the horse needs to go to the left the because knees- we. Because we, as the, uh, you know, the people behind the camera, the director, the, the filmmaker, the people, we need it to go left. Uh,
0: and I mean, that's kind of what they, that's kind of, that's what they were doing with the the UFO by the end, too, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah like, absolutely.
2: Making it do what they want. Yeah. yeah they're they're like,
0: it's up. like, and it's kind of like, like, I just thought of it as you were saying is that, like, when Kalia's in front of the green screen with the horse in the beginning, and, like, everyone, like, the guy with the cameras there is so when you first see the guy with the camera, like, they're telling him, what to do yeah. that's like the same thing what they're doing like it's just like right. a mirror of what they're doing with the, the ufo at the end mirror uh yes uh, and <laughs> yes. in what, in what do we learn from this that
2: mirrors are bad yeah. um,
0: mirrors are always scary
2: yeah that comes up what well, you're talking about tim uh in what i think is the best scene of the movie which is uh steven yun having this scene of all, this audience coming together to bear witness right to what he thinks is going to happen what he thinks he can control right mm-hmm. that he thinks by uh, creating a situation uh, where he thinks he can predict an outcome right that it's that it's something that'll be to his benefit or whatever um and that's a lot of the folly of the movie right having an idea that that you, that you understand completely someone else's intelligence or some other creature's intelligence or that you, or that you know how they'll behave given certain parameters or whatever. Uh, uh, If there's something that I don't like about the movie is that maybe I don't think it has a lot ultimately to say about any of those particular dynamics um, about how you, how you should relate to animals or other intelligences or, um, or whether it's right or not to get to, to force these uh, creatures to get the outcomes that you want. Um, you know, I think that a lot of it is pretty mixed and it's just kind of there because it's interesting. And, and of course it's very interesting. Um, but the truth is that like, it definitely peels on the page, very aware and very yeah. engaged of these conflicts yeah. and contradictions for sure. I,
3: yeah. I, I, I do definitely see the, the idea that maybe a lot of what he wanted to explore in this movie, he never necessarily like, he didn't like fully stick a landing. He was just sort of like, "Here's a bunch of like weird yeah. ideas that we yeah. can sort of talk about, you know, around a, the coffee shop or whatever." But he never really gave his sort of two cents on it. Um, which, like to me, like I, I wasn't like super offended by it, just because that's more than we get from from most other movies. That absolutely, especially like popular films that that come out these days, um, it's just insane how how low our our bar is at this point. Um, but I had a question for. I guess for the group, but I was going to point it at at, at banana. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, but Logan Paul had some thoughts on uh, <laughs> on Jordan Peele's note. noted film um, critic. Logan Paul. Yeah, he thought he he didn't think it was great. He thought it was I don't know what he said exactly, but he thought it was kind of boring and yeah, um, he didn't like the the characters and the pacing or whatever. Um, just. Things that you would expect Logan Paul, right. you know, to, to say yeah. about a movie because he doesn't have anything yeah. actually interesting to say. A smooth brain, Paul. Sure. Um, but some people pointed out that like he totally missed the point of the movie. That mm. a lot of it is criticizing people like him who are sort of manufacturing these um, these like these content spectacles mm. to yeah. put online and yeah, sort like- of like show a world that is not necessarily true to the world that we actually existed absolutely so I, just wanted, I, I don't know if any of you guys saw that or like had thoughts on it
1: um, well it's it's weird that his i'm actually just looked up his twitter thread and it's weird that like he said the movie is objectively slow and confusing with stretched mm-hmm. themes that don't justify the pace mm-hmm. i don't really know what about the movie was very confusing no absolutely <laughs> i th- i think you're absolutely right that it that
2: it goes to great pains to make everything um connect right i mean maybe not in a dramatic way but definitely any particular symbol or image or theme is going to be echoed in a lot of different other ways in the movie right there's no really just one place you know it's all
1: it's all kind of there you know? here, here's here's one here. his first thing is one no one was curious about how a quarter shot through a man's face and killed him like mm-hmm. he was lodged in the backside of a horse he was riding but like uh, i thought uh, it was extremely humanistic when everyone chalked it up to shit falling out of a plane yeah that's yeah, exactly what cool. would happen in, in yeah. the real world yeah, people like, are going to justify those things in some nonsensical way because they yeah, they like,
0: have it in evidence like in an evidence bag so like clearly someone did their like in the movie yeah, but yeah. they just didn't show it like clearly logan Paul. he
1: might he might have been uh <laughs> looking at his po- plane. he might have been yeah. looking at his pokemon card prices <laughs> on that one line
0: yeah or like getting ready for a boxing match or something to me that's just the wrong way to watch the movie
3: yeah, like, yeah right,
0: why are we concerned
3: about the the quarter that falls out of the sky and the key that's like clearly right. not we're not we're not here to put to, to put together the, the falling you know coins out of the sky yeah we're here exactly. for
0: for right. something completely different like that's yeah. not what Peel is going and it's for. also yeah. not confusing either it's very clear later on in the movie why that's happening yeah like, <laughs> like very explicit
1: yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just lit reading through his threads and like, they're all really weirdly specific things Yeah, to like, criticize like about a movie. It. Very annoying.
3: Well, it's kind of, I think maybe I know this is probably just a way that like some people look at movies is that they're just focused on like plot and script. Yeah. And yeah, of course they can't see anything outside of, yeah, right. outside of that. Like, don't realize that there are other aspects of filmmaking that go into yeah. making a movie. And sure, it's sure, not sure. just like, making we need, successful. you know, everything we need every, we don't need every line of dialogue to push us towards an ultimate climax. Like uh, yeah, some things, sure. some scenes can be in there just because they're kind of weird. Like that's, that's right, the whole right. Stephen Young part. Like if you're just looking at it from like a plotting sort of perspective, right. the whole Stephen Young beeline, like doesn't really make that, make that much sense. Right. But for me, that was like some of my favorite stuff in the movie. It's like, definitely some of the. Best. I thought that was the most yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the most interesting stuff Absolutely. that Peele was was doing in this movie. Like, I'm totally here for. Right. Just let's just build vibes.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's let's create scenarios that echo theme and character and plot uh, in a very loose way, right? So that ultimately we come, we come to the end and we can say whatever about it, um, but we can't say I don't know what it was about. Right. <laughs> so definitely. You go to the end of the movie, you're just like, well, everything added up to I guess that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I not- wanted to ask you, uh, it's it's kind of a slow movie in a lot of ways until this pretty long and involved action sequence at the end. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll maybe talk about that, like as an action sequence and like how it ties up stuff that's happening from the rest of the movie into something kind of kinetic at the end pays off those kinds of things.
1: Well I I just kinda of think the action sequence is like like it was just the fun part, right? It was just a yeah, like yeah. wrap up. It yeah. was just the like the, the fireworks. Sure. But like I thought Peel did a really good job of like using the pacing of the movie to really make it feel like again, I I actually haven't thought about it as kind of a Jaws movie, but like now that I said that, like every, the more I think about the pacing of the movie, yeah. the more it feels that way. Like it was really just about a, it's just a, a slow it's a slow paced survival story against right. and like a predator. Right. You know, and like, and you don't even know that you don't even know that that's what's happening at first. Yeah. Which is another reason why I look back at the movie fondly because it's like it it goes from and I guess we haven't like uh, uh, said this out loud, but the big twist in the movie is that the UFO is not a UFO full of aliens. It's just it's a living creature. Right. And so it goes from alien movie to monster movie of like three quarters of the way through, and it all it goes from aliens abducting human beings to predator versus prey yeah um and i think like when you look back on it as now as a predator versus prey monster movie instead of an alien movie it's like the whole dynamic of the movie like shifts to a different realm Hmm. and now the slope the the slower pacing like the tension that's kind of built of they're being stalked right like I loved that build up and then you just get the fireworks at the end. It's just a, sure. yeah. it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a long survival and a long, how do we survive and figure out how to beat this thing? And then a explosion of fireworks in the yeah. end. Yeah.
0: And it's, and even like, once you know that part, once you know that it's a living creature and it's a monster, like doing the classic monster movie thing of like, it's behind the clouds. And like you see a glimpse of it and like, you know, it's like when you watch Godzilla and you just see its tail. Yeah, right. Like, it, it's, like it's, gone, it's like it's yeah. like doing like that build, it's all intentional, it's all yeah. there to for, to look forward to the payoff at the end when you finally right. get the shot of the monster. Like it just right. makes that make more sense and just fit into the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I, I actually left the movie like and people, you know, after there's all those reports of people who watch Jaws were like very scared of the ocean and very scared to swim after the movie come out. Yeah. I it obviously an alien ship or an alien creature is like much more inconceivable to be it's something that you're not gonna be as afraid of as a a little shark in the water. But like but <laughs> when I left the movie, I like I I parked in my car and I got out of my car. I literally like heard a plane and I like had to like <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. that like that double blink flinch, you know what I mean? Because my brain was like yeah. I was face. like yeah, okay. I had a I had a quarter second moment of like oh like I was actually, like, nervous about the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally about the sky. Like, I mean, like, the quiet of the night <laughs> that was interrupted by the plane <laughs> was, like, all of a sudden a different thing. Even if it was just for a second.
3: <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I didn't think about, like, I wonder if there will be, probably not as much as Jaws, but it would be cool if there was, like, fear of the sky. Yeah. Of, like, clouds. Yeah. Like, clouds are hella scary. Yeah.
2: It's cool that it's so invested in creating that dynamic that it that it, that it takes so much time to to build it and to and to um, and to pay it off because at the end, I I think you're left with the uncomfortable feeling of what is my place as a creature in the universe? Right? We're very used to being masters, right, of every other creature with our with the amazing power of our consciousness or whatever. There's no horse that we can't tame, right? And no animal that we can't butcher for its meat. Um but the horror of Nope is the sudden imagination that we are the same fodder, right, for some advanced creature, right? That yeah. that we are their horses or their livestock, um and that and that we're forced to 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 recontextualize our whole place in the universe that way.
3: It's also interesting because our classic understanding of UFOs and alien invasions is that it's a giant ship that is manned by all of these smaller creatures and then those smaller creatures, even if they're like far more intelligent or violent than we are, we can still like reason with them or like find some sort of connection with them so that we, we we still like are in a place of power within the dynamic. Whereas in this movie, like, because it's just like, a big ass fucking monster. <laughs> like there's, it literally eliminates all. Yeah,
0: yeah. no like reason. All,
3: all, all sense of us having any sort of power in that dynamic. Like we are totally just hopeless. Um, in that scenario,
2: um,
1: hopeless. S- uh, we're we're hopeless. No. Nope. Uh, so the, I have a quick question though. So you recently did a a monster movie episode. Mm-hmm. Does this fall anywhere? Does this meet movie monster criteria for you? And does it move anywhere into your? list or or just outside of your list
3: that's a really good question i hadn't really thought about it as a monster movie until we like sat here and had this discussion but i i think it is and if it's not creeping into that top five it's like probably like maybe top 10 Um, it's it especially like the way that i constructed that list like it's mostly just movies that i think are fun and not necessarily like Oh my god! This is the best movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, so it totally fits into to that vibe.
1: Well, it's funny how you and you and Michael Romeo had very polarizing monster movie lists, and I feel yeah. like this just reflects that. But oh. I do think I do think that this movie yeah. is. Hu- <laughs> I do think this movie a hundred percent is a monster movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, so. I've
1: never seen a monster
2: movie where the ultimate weapon against it is a camera. um, Mm. Right. Where, where the ultimate victory over the monster is the capacity to exploit its image in public media or whatever. Um, So again, maybe another demerit that I have against the movie is that I don't know that it explored that dynamic, maybe the way that I would have liked, right. That my conception of that movie might look, Um, but definitely it's very original that
3: way. That's, that's like a very, very 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 loaded sort of uh theme yeah yeah if you think like uh like all right i'm gonna get a little (laughs) political. but the idea (laughs) of like of like police brutality being a monster and the only way to combat it is by documenting by video or camera the the awful atrocities that police brutality that's right you know resulted like
2: leveraging the shame and
3: yeah Yeah, so like yeah, that's like a really, really loaded theme that's like not fully explored, but because it's even like hinted at, like you could have an hour and a half long discussion on just that aspect of Nope, which I think is the making of a good movie. If you can have 18 yeah. different really cool discussions about, about it and like what it, what it reflects about us as a society, like that's a cool movie.
2: I think one aspect of, of its discussion, right, I think it's a very quiet discussion that's happening throughout. I don't. I, I think that's one thing that it's not really being very loud about. Um, but one of its loudest things is literally just the casting of Kiki Palmer. Um, Kiki is very famous for being a, a, a master of being memed, of, of being genuine in the way that she's captured on camera. But, of course, she's a professional. She's an actress. Um, her genuineness, her earnestness, right, that's as much... Uh, a crafting of celebrity as anything else. Um, So Kiki Palmer being the person saying, oh, we got to get this on camera. We have to establish ourselves in the world and make ourselves famous and uh, assure our futures, right? By exploiting the image of this creature, right? Um, You know, I I think Peel... Understands exactly what he's doing, yeah. um, you know, and he's he's very interested in those questions. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, just speaking on her too, yeah, absolutely blew me away. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. I was not. I Palmer don't think I was. I was right. not ready yeah. for how good of her performance was, yeah. and like, I was just so into everything that she was doing. Yeah, and Kahlia too. Like, don't you know? Don't yeah. not knocking Kulia at all. Um, and Stephen Young and everyone else in movie. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, it's, professional it's, actors yeah, are good right. at their job. Yeah. but anyway, like. <laughs> yeah who sure, that, that feels thought. like a director yeah, who would have thought? <laughs> but um but yeah that was that was my my initial first takeaway that i walked out of that movie um and i was just like kiki but. like i like exceeded all expectations i had for her mm. you know because i haven't seen her in that much yeah um but like her performance was for me the yeah. best thing. Like yeah, yeah. Kiki Palmer could be
3: a movie star. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Appeal has that power. Thanks for that. Yeah. You know, um, like if you take nothing else away from No like at least you get that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um she she'll have a lot done. I mean, it's just like so much of it was carried, right? So much of, you know, the the pace we've been talking about a couple times um is very deliberate in a lot of ways and it's um it 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 takes space to explore in some depth, we can say. Um, some pretty weird ideas and who knows how those come through at the end, but definitely all of that is built on the camaraderie of this brother and sister, right? Um, that's the Spielbergian aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the adventure story that's being told. These people who are very different, even though they're brother and sister, um, they have these uh, conflicting notions of history and their places in the world and and they're really united and they're um, and the way that they grow together because of each other, right? Like that's definitely the emotional heart of the story. as anything else. So like, like that's, that's why people come out of it and are excited by it um, because they're persuaded that, that
3: also like a cool, to, to take a step away from yeah. our very serious in-depth conversations. <laughs> I also think appeal like understands like what is appealing to like to a mass audience about movies. Yeah. And this is something that we talked about after we saw it, but just like the fact that, in that final scene where they're like going head to head with the monster. yeah. The fact that Kiki Palmer is wearing like a really cool, like green football jersey yeah, with a yeah. yellow band, she comes out and she ties the yellow bandana around her neck and Kaluia is like wearing the dope orange. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Scorpion, dope orange Scorpion, yeah. Scorpion Scorpion King, King, King. yeah, Scorpion yeah, so King. it's just like, whatever you like think about Nope, like you're going to think about those like two costume choices. Yeah, yeah, like, of course. He understands that, you know, to like make something that's going to appeal to mass audiences. Like you need something like that, that like everyone just sort of like immediately yeah. associates your movie with, like, even if they're not down to have these like, you know, like deep right. thematic you know, sure. societal conversations, you can just be like, Oh, that green football yeah, jersey
2: yeah. is sick. And like, you can, there yeah. will be,
1: there will be, dorm rooms in twenty years that have the shot. Yeah, of him yeah, riding yeah. the horse away from the UFO on yeah. the, and, and like, the
2: Akira slide, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh you Kiki was, on the on the motorcycle. Yeah. You know, speaking of like wrangling something that's artificial to do what you want, right? Like the only reason that shot is there is is to show Kiki's mastery of that, right? That she's totally in control, yeah. that the movie has climaxed and she is the one with the power whatever. Right? And that's and
0: that's how you do it. Like stop remaking Films that are done and shit, yeah. just leave, just put in homages like that. Like, uh-huh. instead of Peel making a remake of Akira, sure? he just does the slide, and everyone who's seen it can well, see Well, actually, it. he tried. Did he?
1: <laughs> he was originally slated to do the remake, but then it he, shifted to Taika. Wasn't it? Is uh, Taika
0: still doing that, by the way? Yeah, uh, he is. Sure but he had to
1: make that. Love and Thunder first. Yeah. Of um, course. Of course, he did. Um, Disney's
2: Akira. Outlaw uh, Marvel. Story. Yeah, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel's like, yeah. I, I <laughs> Akira. I want to stay on the Akira slide for a sec. Um, we we uh, uh, our friends here. Um, we had a we had a really cool weekend, not just of seeing, nope. Um, on Sunday, there was a really cool screening of John Woo's Hard Boiled um, that we all attended and we all had a really good time with. Um, and anyone who has a chance to see Hard Boiled will tell you <laughs> it's a really cool. Um, I was thinking that weekend um, about kind of parallel motorcycle moments in both of them. Um, So, in the climax of Nope, you've got this cool shot of an Akira slide, Um, Kiki's on the motorcycle, you're kind of head-on with her, you see her extend into the distance, she's obviously in control, she's wrangling it in a cool way. Um, In Hard Boiled, there's a cool, kind of heavy henchman um, who demonstrates his mastery of a motorcycle uh, when he kind of drifts super low, basically parallel to the ground. To like um, to dodge a bunch of gunfire in a in a very crowded action scene, um, and you know all done in slow motion or whatever, and then he kicks the motorcycle away, and then he does like a cool 360 turn, and he mows down like 80 dudes uh, with a machine gun. Um, uh, so so those are two cool moments, right? Two cool moments in motorcycles. There's a thousand ways to do that in in any movie that you want to do. I think one illustrative dynamic between these two moments is that. Peel is like specifically building all of this like on the bed of references, right? On on homage, like you say, yep. mm-hmm. um, and it's motivated by the story that he's telling. But the story that he's telling really is 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 from the jump um, constructed around these moments that Peel has in his mind. Whereas I think Wu um, really does stick to thinking about um, the story that he's telling. And what's motivated in it specifically, and like what's going to be the vehicle that gets it to where he wants to be, that gets the pace to where he wants to be. He's not, I'd think, thinking too hard about the masters that have come before him and how he can create a new vocabulary based on that or whatever. So, you know, any discussion that I have about nope, I think it's ultimately going to figure into this particular question how much of it is motivated by like, Genuine artistic originality that's like pushing through because you're reaching into something that's exciting and new in yourself um versus just like I've grown up on this media, I have these images in my mind, and I have something to say about these images in particular that's
3: kind of like the like the tarantino question like is, yeah is obviously tarantino yeah for sure kill like, Bill or whatever yeah you like know a, like movie a yeah, tarantino movie's yeah like absolutely cool because he he's Absolutely. Filling it with all these references and homages, yeah. or are they annoyed? Or oh, yeah, is it like a right. question of, like, why are Tarantino movies awesome when they're filled with, right. with uh, all these references and stuff? And J.J. Abrams movies suck when they're filled with all these references. Or, like, a Russo's brother movie sucks when it's filled with all these references. It, it's really tricky. Like, where does yeah. appeal and where does Nope sort of fall yeah, yeah, yeah. on that spectrum from Tarantino to Russo I think he leans more Tarantino personally, I think this movie leans more Tarantino yes. for, for yeah. me than he does from a basic
2: craft standpoint. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. for
3: sure. <laughs>
1: is your is your scale Tarantino to Russo?
3: Yeah, but isn't yeah, one side of the
1: scale good. supposed to be bad? <laughs> um,
3: uh, yeah. Are you suggesting that both
1: are, <laughs> are bad? Or both are good. <laughs> are both, both are, are good. in anything? Oh, um, <laughs> wait. The Russo's are, comparable are at all. Yeah, Winter Soldier baby, let's go. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, Winter Soldier baby, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Winter Soldier baby, let's go. I don't
3: have anything for that.
2: That's and, right. I've never yeah. seen it. Well, it's not as good as Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Done. I'm not gonna see it. Man. I think that's I even if you don't do Tarantino I Russos, do. you can just do Winter Soldier and, <laughs> and Pulp Fiction. But yeah, that's my spectrum. Um. So whatever. I mean, you, so so that's a that's a problem you're going to have in any multiplex showing uh, these days, right? Just mm-hmm. like originality is in such short supply, you got to be pretty grateful for the people who are at least. Dealing with the cultural vocabulary in an interesting way, um, and just you know, they're trying stuff. to put cool stuff on screen. Yeah, you know? they're
3: trying to to add to it because know yeah, like, yeah. he knows the, he knows how hard it would be to like completely create something new. Yeah. So right. as long as you can just sort of like continue to build off of what's already there, yeah, that's cool. And like that's where you go, Tarantino, where like you have like people who are just like derivative of Tarantino yeah, yeah. style of fil- style of filmmaking, and it's this weird sort of like ultra meta. You know, we're yeah.
2: doing a,
3: a copy of the dude, just copying everyone else. <laughs> um, um, yeah, uh,
2: yeah. You know, and and it, and it's crazy to say, uh, oh, why should we expect our? I, I mean, it would be crazy to expect our our directors of the day to be like, oh, aren't, why aren't you a generationally amazing talent like John Wu is, or whatever? Um, that's 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 just absurd. Um, but it was just. That's the kind of weekend you can have um, going to movies in New York, right? And and those are the kind of questions that can come up. Um, so we're lucky that we can have those kinds of questions come up because I think a lot of people are going to see Nope and they're going to say, I've never seen anything like that, or at least I haven't seen it in a long time. I haven't had that level of originality happen in a while. I haven't seen that kind of uh, sort of vibe stakes story about people growing together, um, and doing an interesting thing together because they, just because they really care about it. It's not about saving the world. Uh, it's not about the big laser beam that's going to destroy a city or whatever. Um, it's, it's really about uh, a brother and sister learning to come together to honor their lineage in a way that feels, um, mutually legible to them. Um, I,
3: I have two questions for you guys. Um, I think we can, we can take this combo in, in two more directions. Um, the first one, which is something that Banana and and Tim both brought up after viewing, um, which is that the the way that the monster sort of like reveals itself towards the end, yeah, is pretty similar to the ways that what is it, like people in the Bible
1: describe. Oh, that's right, angels. The, yeah, biblically yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, accurate, accurate angels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but before before, before we jump into that, actually, because I do want to yeah. talk about that. I want. I want. I can we just? revert back to logan paul's <laughs> yeah what do you got to say about Logan? um number six says Jupe <laughs> Jup has trauma with the phenomena of commercializing predators for profit and for the last six months he's been feeding horses to an et in the sky but what about before that what is the purpose of the creepy cowboy theme park there's uh, like I, I, you can like break that down like there's just so many first of all the first part is just inherently like wrong, right?
2: Yeah, I think that was the truth. didn't
1: have any point. trauma. It, I it, think it, he, it, yeah. it seemed like Jukes, ex- the whole point of the monkey was to like, or one of the parts of the monkey experience is to show that Jupe just ended up gaining a lot of hubris as in, yeah. the, from that experience and, and
2: exploited it for money, right? Like, yeah. For yeah. money. Was he wasn't like,
1: a, right, yeah. exactly. Charge yeah yeah, 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 yeah. To oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There.
2: And, and so, and and one reason that that event was so special, right? He invited his disfigured co-star, right? Like their disfigurement or whatever is only interesting to him in as much as he can say, oh. We are we're united in history. My history, the audience here, right? Yeah. Not only is this Gordy tie-in happening, but you're also all bearing witness to something. Okay. New. So so
3: before we get to <laughs> before, before we
2: before we get to to, to Bible stuff, <laughs> to refuting Logan
3: Paul. before we get to religion, my other question was sort of in line with this bizarre, yeah. bad reading by Logan Paul of, yeah. of the whole Gordy Gordy situation. Um, so it was gonna before we do religion. Let's do a little bit of race talk. So um, the Gordy character. Yeah. Um, Gordy and Jupe. Like, I think a lot of people will probably go into this movie or did go into this movie wondering like, okay, this is Jordan Peele. This is the dude who did Get Out. This is the dude who did Key and Peele. Uh, even to some extent, this is the like us. There's going to be racial, social commentary mm-hmm. within this movie. And I think it's easy to walk away from this movie and say, Oh well, there wasn't a lot of that, like Peel's kind of going away from that. But I think in a lot of respects, like he's still doing it, just not in the same sort of like overt, like hit you over the head with a hammer kind of way that sure. he's doing it in something like get out, which is explicitly just about race right. relations. Like a Twilight Zone episode. Or yeah, something. yeah. But for sure. The the whole Gordy Jupe situation. Yeah. Jupe's character is an Asian American for a reason, gets a chimp for a reason. The other characters, you know, Daniel Kalu and Kiki Palmer are black for a reason. Mm-hmm. Jupes understanding and his sort of takeaways from that situation, um, is that as an Asian American, he one let's just for, you know, the sake of uh, race talk, say the chimp represents a black character on a show, mm-hmm. sort of a Dave Chappelle figure who loses it on set and like snaps at everyone. Obviously Dave Chappelle didn't kill uh, his, yeah, his right. white counterparts, but this monkey, right. you know, snaps at
2: it. And, acts uncivilized.
3: Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. monkey yeah, acts uncivilized in the face of, uh, of white people uh, being extremely
2: exploitative. Right. Thinking that they can, uh, control, that they can control it. Yeah, it yeah, and, yeah, the and, yeah. They can create
3: this, you know, Chappelle figure in the Chappelle right. show in their and, and their sort of vision and not right. Chappelle's vision. So he snaps, he takes out all the white characters. The yep. only one he doesn't attack is the yeah. Asian American because there is some weird, not weird, but there is a connection of being non-white in a yeah, white yeah. world between black character, Asian American character, Asian American character sort of takes that as, you know, he's sort of impervious to, um, to, you know, black people sort of, losing it and, and snapping and getting to their wits end when it comes to racism from white people. Right. But also feels like he can be um, aligned with white people and hmm. sort of white pass in a white world um, when maybe that's not always necessarily the case. Like yeah. the shot of the two of them going to fist bump yeah. is like,
2: <laughs> it's, Before his head explodes. Yeah, yeah. It's like
3: pretty freaking insane. Yeah. Um, and then Juke goes on to marry a white woman, he has a white family, he doesn't really interact with other Asian Americans. And he
2: makes that his whole identity. Right, yeah,
3: exactly. And that is ultimately kind of what ends up coming to bite him in the ass. Right. Um absolutely. So that's my big sort of spiel on uh, yeah. on the Gordy situation yeah, yeah. and Peel still integrating race talk into a movie that otherwise feels
2: like it's absolutely it, it's very it's very much
1: it's very strong on feels mind. uh banana do you want to take any any part of this uh, i was gonna say so like it, it he 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 didn't survive because of the exploding fist bump <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's right oh they, what, that joke just
2: landed that <laughs> was the first exploding
3: fist that, bump that's right yeah
2: yeah um uh, that is funny uh, uh <laughs> it took me a second yeah, yeah.
3: yeah that's right yeah. um I well, know because the, the the monkey was was right. reaching out to him who was offering a sign of right of, of, or a show of solidarity that they were in it together
2: um, of course uh, Pila has this very you know you can imagine Pila at the at the computer and working in um, you know whatever screenwriting software and he's got this on his mind I think it's very uh, relevant that he chose the 90 sitcom I think the 90 sitcom is a very interesting a white vision of racial utopia, right, where anything is possible, where any um, configuration of uh, racial dynamics can lead to mutual benefit or whatever. So uh, it's 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 on paper a basically insane premise. A white family adopts a little Asian kid and a monkey, <laughs> as, as if that's like totally the same thing or whatever, you know. <laughs> And that it's like it's all in good fun and we're just like creating a better America or whatever. Um, so and that ends in disaster, right in, in, a, in kind of a totally predictable and yet uh, there's a tragedy to it. Um, but there's also an irony to it that that makes a lot of sense. The most interesting part about it is the way that it shapes jupe's identity, right? You could you could have made the movie. Peel could have made the movie starring Stephen Yun. About uh, an Asian American who has this transformative experience on the set of a ninety sitcom, and then he like goes to become this crusader, or he's like, or he's very um, active and present in racial politics or whatever, where that's something that he cares about really deeply. Um, but it's not. It, it's about him being basically a victim the rest of his life, right? Because he he never uh, he never attaches himself to any other identity, right? He doesn't reach beyond this particular moment of childhood, this mm-hmm. terrible trauma a tragedy that happened to him um he's he's kind of forced into this little box forever and that's that's a box that makes him do terrible things that makes him make very poor choices um so Kaluya and palmer right are, are kind of on this flip side where they're given the dignity of like a business that they can run and land that they can um that they can operate on and and explore the contours of their lives or whatever, and then they're given this opportunity. So, in in contrast to Jup and Stephen Yun's character, right, their uh, their opportunities for racial conflict and um, and sort of reconciliation um, are are something that they exploit in a way that's interesting and beneficial to them in a way that Stephen Yun never could, right? Yeah. Well, but it's because he had this you know, this weird uh, brainwashing, right? Of yeah. the sitcom, right? He, yeah. That's what acting is, right? Brainwashing yourself, especially for a child, right? Like his success is premised on uh, believing, right? Being swept up into into the positiveness, right? The benefit of this oh, whole situation, being, Yeah. You
3: know? Even in, I think they like briefly mentioned the other show that he's on, they say you're the Asian kid from yeah. Uh, yeah. The Kid Detective, right? <laughs> that's right, that's,
1: himself, right. Like that's right. And he's yeah. been typecast that but way. He's always the always, Asian yeah. kid in the, that's in the white right. world. right. Like, that's and and like, that's, he like, was—he was basically supposed to be like the Asian kid in like Indiana Jones, right? I was just gonna bring so up. Yeah. yeah. What a great, Who what a great year his for, whole, for yeah,
0: His whole reintroduction—that's right. And he, you know, talked about his whole
2: experiences with acting as a kid and why he quit and why he's right. back and stuff. Yeah. People are always saying. um, they should make an Indiana Jones movie where he takes up the hat or whatever. Right. Where it's just like old him and like very old Harrison Ford. And they go on an adventure together. That's a pretty good pitch. I don't know why yeah. anyone's not picking up on that. Yeah, um, he, 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 he's, he's back. In,
1: he's back in the game. Yeah. He's back in the game, but I,
2: they're shooting Indiana Jones now. And I don't think they're, 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 they're not. Cast Are they there. actually doing another Indiana Jones? It's, yeah. Oh it's it's the first not. Um, so Harrison Ford, uh, he went up to Chris Pratt a couple of years ago and he was like, they're not going to do Her- Indiana Jones, not me. Like, it's never going to be you. I'm going to die. And then Indiana Jones will be gone. Um, so, you know, just, Wait, it's in, and it's with Chris Pratt. Well, the rumors years ago was that Chris Pratt was going, they were just going to oh, re- oh, redo, just redo it again, it. Yeah. that it was going to be another, Oh, I'm hanging out with Harrison Ford. And at the end, I will be the one who takes up a oh, mail or whatever.
3: That sounds awful. That's exactly. Yeah, it we'll does. sound awful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Oh, just re- we'll reboot and remake it well, yeah, forever. And, uh, Sequel everything. Yeah. And, um what yeah. Going cool. sorry. Going back to the uh, to the Jupe Jupe Gordy situation. Um, Tim, I know you have thoughts or you have something on on the
0: shoe because that was a big question for me. What's the deal with?
3: Oh, for, for I the don't shoe. remember
2: the shoe. Can someone remind me? So you? yeah. He's,
0: so in in the beginning, in the like the very first Gordy shot. Yeah. Um, there's like as as he's you know beating one of the characters off screen yeah there's just a shoe standing up and it's just it's like standing up straight
2: like on, like on, the, on the heel on the, on the oh bottom of the heel, heel. like okay. not how a shoe should stand yeah, yeah like, right. it's yeah. magic yeah, yeah exactly But totally unexplained
0: yeah and so that i mean that first off the bat is is going into that i was like hey like what is this movie like i yeah, thought right. it was about you know like Danny coelho oh, this is a monkey and, like, <laughs> and so and then you see the and then you see the shoe and it's like okay like now what am I getting into? Like, it's yeah. just going to be like some surreal magic thing. I mean, it's not really like, touched yeah, upon. Yeah, and that it's in Steven Young's like back secret room. He still has the shoe. Um, right. And it's then funny. like for a long, for a long time, I like walked out of the movie and was like, what was the deal with the shoe? And um, I've seen some thoughts about it. And just as I've thought about it more too, and what the consensus is in what um, I agree also is that's just peel um displaying like the idea of the perfect shot like kind of what kind of what they're trying to do with the monster right to get the shot is like something that's impossible that they're never gonna be able to do Uh is the same thing of like having like the shoes never gonna like the chances of that shoe standing like that at that moment is like one in billions sure so like that's that that's what i kind of Right. So, like, just tying the Gordy stuff yeah. more to, like, the, uh, the, ship the, the the alien stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, that's what I thought yeah. of it as. It's just, like, that's just, like, a perfect shot that, like... And, it, and and when they do that at the beginning, I thought it kind of sets up that idea throughout the rest yeah. of the movie nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love yeah.
3: the idea of the the perfect or the impossible shot. Because, like, especially as, like... Um. And we don't have to get fully into it, but everyone should read Richard Brody from The New Yorker's yeah. review of, of Nope, which is, which is awesome. And he talks about the movie as being like a film about filmmaking and obviously people involved in filmmaking. And obviously so much of like film internet culture is like the perfect shot idea where right. cinematography yeah. sure, is really sure. just boiled down into... So, like,
2: symmetry. Yeah, <laughs> a, a simple image
3: that um, that like looks pretty um, yeah, and right. doesn't necessarily do anything right. for the actual movie. But also like people in film, like love the idea of the impossible shot. Like you think mm-hmm. about the one, the one take from Children of Men and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, God, that's <laughs> fucking impossible to make. Right. Um, so it's like the same thing. Like we're obsessed with the shoe because we're like, like what does that mean? Or like, right. how does that happen? And like, I'm sure to some extent Juke's character feels the same way. Like, okay, like how does all of,
2: right.
3: like how is this what's happening right now? It, like, how can you explain it? And sometimes you just can't, or sometimes they have a, a rig that then like goes into the car and there's no roof on the car. And then there's a whole, yeah, takes yeah. It out. Okay. um, but going back to that going back to the religion question,
2: tell me jupes
3: sort of, um, his like moment of faith when he finally sees the monster and yeah. he, and he looks up at it. Like, right. what'd you guys, what'd you guys think of that?
2: Well, you know I love that whole scene. I mean, I thought that was a whole of the movie, just in terms of, like, being in battle with something in the unknown and thinking that you have control over it, and then you don't, right? Like, that's the thing with the horse, where the guy looks at him in the eye, and, it, and then it it kicks or whatever. Like, that's that's literally what's happening throughout the whole movie. So, like, Palmer and Kaluuya are heroes because they, you know, they just they come out victorious in that struggle or whatever. I mean, to me, I think it's, like, a little vague about – what makes them so special. Um, but ultimately they're just the victors, right? They're, just, they're, they're well, they're, they're protagonists. Um, <laughs> um You're talking about the impossible shot. Uh, the, the, the climax is Kiki Palmer getting this amazing photograph. So we have to imagine the conversation afterward being that's fake, right? Like that's the sequel to Nope is all of these uh, conversations that we can imagine where they're just like, how can this be real or whatever? And of course, we as an audience know that we're real, and I, I think we can be assured that Palmer and Kaluuya will be successful in persuading the world that it's real. Um So, the presence of this impossible shoe is right. Uh, is like, oh, how, we're we're standing here saying, oh, how was that possible? That it happened, and that's Peel being kind of tongue in cheek, saying, oh, I'm the director. I can make anything happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's just how movies work. Yeah. Um, so, uh, angels, right? Faith, uh, religion, the presence of the divine or the unexplained, like that's a big part of directing or whatever, right? Peel is literally a god in a, in a, in a certain way as, as the director of the thing. Um, and it is a movie about people reacting to spectacle um, to- that's totally unexplained and beyond their comprehension. But then they're faced with what do I do next, right? Um, So we get these amazing reveals and they're definitely like the most uh, as representationally stunning parts of the movie, right? Just like these amazing transformations of this creature into its various beautiful forms or whatever. Um, We talk about biblically accurate angels. um, Peel explicitly in development or whatever uh, makes reference to the creatures called angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, and there's some similarities there. Uh, both of those are just like our menaces, right? Thinking about like the something something that's very large and menacing that you can't explain, but using this religious imagery, right? And we use and we think about religion as something beneficial and right uh, or these creatures that have come to Earth to help us. Um, so that's another kind of tongue in cheek thing in terms of thinking about the unexplained and the alien. As something inherently menacing, even though the only language that we have for it is in terms of like the beneficial or the beautiful or the pure or whatever. Um, I think there's a lot of them. I mean, I think there's pretty there's pretty in depth things happening all throughout the movie that way in terms of like the mix of religion and awe and shock um, and how general genuinely people would react to it and what it means when like actual heroes uh, like. Palmer and and, and Kaluga play and how they and how they deal with that for sure. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, I agree. I think that scene was was what I had loved about it was just, it was just the culmination of the hubris, right? And I actually didn't take it as like a moment of faith or a moment of faith being shattered. I just took it as like a, oh man, I actually fucked up really bad. Like yeah. I had no idea. What, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. But another thing leading into that scene that I really liked was. um like when I was sitting in the theater and you don't really fully know that like Jupe actually has been interacting with the creature or anything yet. Right. And the way that the movie tells you is when he turns his back to the crowd and you see the, the stones on his jacket mm-hmm. are in the shape of like the UFO creature yeah. sucking up the ground. And I literally saw that on his back and I was like, oh no. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everyone here is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Feels really cool that way. Yeah. Um
0: More yeah. costume choices. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's right Which, in the
2: script.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of along the lines of how I saw it, how I saw it too. It's funny how like just the same scene, we all interpret it like pretty differently. But yeah, I was thinking of it as him just like being like definitely like with his hubris and his ego. And like, he's like, it's kind of like the idea of like, you'll go, as far as you need to, to put on the biggest spectacle. Right. Like he is, he know like, even if, if he, like, he knows it's going to happen. He knows he's about to be sucked up in this, but like for, and even the other people in the audience, like for the five seconds that they had to see that happen before they got sucked up, like, this is a spectacle that no one's ever done before. And he's just like, as, as a showman, he's just like, this is like the best thing I can possibly do. Right. And just like, I'm all, I'm just like, I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's an impossible shot thing. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, he's, he's doing this for this shot for, and like, it's ironic that it's at that time, like, it's the only people who are going to see it get sucked up. Yeah. Right after he right. does. Well, it's but, like,
3: like, how far will you go to, like, to, to do the thing, you know, you, we probably hear stories all the time of like people like, like falling off of cliffs and dumb shit like that because yeah. they want to get a good, sh- you know, picture for their Instagram. Oh yeah. yeah. Right, so especially know, today. For their, yeah. For their TikTok. People right? are, like planking on like train tracks when a yeah. fucking train is coming. Yeah, which <laughs> is back to Logan Paul. Like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. someone who like promotes and is like at, at the top of, of that kind of culture of like doing the dumbest thing imaginable, right. Going to a suicide forest in right. order to create content uh, right. to then like share with people, and like it's the same as the people in the crowd who were like, "Oh, I this is so cool! Like, let me take out my phone before I can get sucked up into this alien's fucking butthole."
0: Yeah, because right. like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know if they show it, but like, you definitely know if there was a shot of that crowd at that happening. Like, ninety percent of them had their phones out filming that. Yeah, it, I like, think you, there was, just, yeah, yeah, man. like, it, yeah, like that's just like it's thats the world we live in right now. <laughs> Stephen Young's just.
1: It's funny how it's funny. How a lot of people are pointing out the 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 cinematographer character and like his yeah. line of um, like or not even his line, but just the whole situation. Oh, why would he let himself be eaten? But and Nanda, you mentioned like that it's the it's a display of human fascination with spectacle, but then the but then quite, but then being faced with what's next. And for him, it was just like he the for him, it's what's next is the the pinnacle of this of the pinnacle of spectacle should never even be reached, like like we don't yeah, like like right. obtaining it like as an shouldn't be achievable, right? So to him it was and like it's like blasphemous or something, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like it's it's undeserved, and yeah. and it's either that or the other takeaway I had was like he like you said, Raph, how far would you go? I think it was a part of him too that was like he he was clear a character is like meant to be douchey on purpose, but also like. He also cared about, like, he cared so much about visual, like, like, mm. capturing visual that it was like, he truly did not give a shit if he died getting the shot.
2: Mm. I think there
1: was a part of him, too, that was just like, maybe the camera will survive. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. it was like, Hopefully. Yeah. it was yeah, like, I'll do what I need to do and everything else
2: will follow. Or whatever. That
1: was that, about, that, um, that was just his, his life's purpose to him. Yeah. Like, Is it, it, has it. A
3: Tarkovsky? The dude who, who made Stalker. Yeah, and course. the famous story with 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 the director who made Stalker is that they went into this like radioactive area of of Russia to film the movie because that's where he thought that he would be able to get like the best shots and the best atmosphere. And yeah, and he ended up dying of cancer, that was probably <laughs> caused by that shoot, as did like three of the actors in that movie. Like, yeah, less than ten years later. So but, it's like the same thing. Right. Like, okay, like you made this amazing thing. Yeah, you right, got right. the shot of the alien. But also, you fucking died because That's, of it. Like, was you like died it.
1: because it was of it. But, 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 for him, but for him, but for him, he knew what the he knew what the answer to what's next is. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I die. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. like that, and yeah. he was he was like, "That's okay." The what's about next? To be, I die. Okay.
2: The lighting's about to be magical. Uh, um, I think that comes up in the jupe thing. I think I, I can think of him as an artist and creating the creation of spectacle or whatever. Him as a director. Um, and I think he has a very personal motivation in wanting to meet the creature and wanting to create an intimacy with the creature because he wants to recreate this moment that he had with Gordy as a child, right? Um, the the touch and the intimacy or whatever that was violated in a in a very explicit way, right? In a very sudden way. Um, I think he I think that whole journey is one of optimism where he says, if I can follow these steps, I can I can put myself in a place. Uh, where I can recapture that glory, where I can achieve what I never could before, what's, what's, what's dogged me my whole life or whatever. Um, So, you know, it's, it's basically just plot reasons that he's not able to versus Palmer and Kaluuya being able to. Um, But obviously that's like very much on the movie's mind. Like what does it take to get the things that you really want out of life? You know, for sure. Exactly. And
1: I think, I think people are actually, I think a lot of people, we'll look at that situation with the cinematographer and be like, no one would actually do that. There are people who will die for a goal. There are, yeah. there are people who are passionate enough that will, they will put, they will literally die for, uh, to achieve something. I was going to yeah. say
3: my, my last comparison of, of either content creator or artist. And I think that's the difference between like Steven Young and the cinematographer is mm-hmm. like, yeah, whether you consider yourself a content maker and the TMZ guy and the Right, so like Steven Young, TMZ guy, those are the Logan Pauls, the TikTokers, right. the Instagrammers. But then this this film director, he's he's shooting on film, so like that must be more purposeful for him to try to get the shot than it is for TMZ guy to try right, to get yeah, the yeah. shot because he's making actual art out of it. So like, is art better than content? If the if it's still the same, you're it's all still the same trying image. to get the, yes, same, the same image at the end of the day, and it's the same result where you die. But I'm thinking of Tom Cruise. You yeah. know the crazy stuff that he does, right? Where he's trying to get the impossible shot, you know, I need yeah, to be right. the one who is strapped to the side of this moving airplane yeah. or else the movie doesn't work. That's right. That's and an it. example of
0: someone who might actually die
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in real life. And like, that's like, a plane or something. And people will when if if that ever happened, social media will be filled with praise for it. Yeah, exactly. but, but because it's showed in a movie, it's it's like that would never happen. Yeah, it's like yeah. bitch, if that happened to Tom Cruise, you'd literally be like, yeah, right. What a what yeah, a, a what a servant of the craft. And he would yeah. know,
0: and he know he would know as he's dying. Yeah, or whatever he mm-hmm. knows, like I'm going to go down as a movie god. Yeah, like yeah, like
3: because yeah. um, is that is that art though, or is that yeah? Is that, like, right. is uh, like, and, and how is
2: it distinct from jupe or whatever? Yeah, you know? like know.
3: where's the where's the line, like. Okay, so Tom Cruise and Tarkovsky, they're the cameraman because they're making art. Yeah. Uh, Logan Paul is is Jupe or the people in the crowd at Jupe show because he's making content. Right. And like where in real life would we draw that line? Like ah. is it a TV show? Is it a web series? <laughs> is it a podcast? Like, ah. you know, if we die to
2: make the perfect podcast episode. Yeah. Like who's going to benefit? Yeah, yeah. Is that content or is that art? Well, I'm, go- I'm just going to say I think that nope pretty fundamentally dodges these questions Mm -hmm. um, that by the end, Kaluuya and Palmer get the shot and they get, get their glory or whatever, basically because the script needs them to. And it's interesting that it creates all of these contrasts with that. Um, You know, all these kind of parallel stories where that doesn't happen or gets fucked up in one way or the other. Um, But, and, but we can have a very interesting conversation about it. And I, and I don't think the movie is interested in having that particular conversation for sure. just, that's the way that I came out away from it. Um, speaking of the ending,
3: Tim, I know you had thoughts about where the ending may have gone versus where it did actually end up. Mm. And I feel like that's maybe kind of uh, like kind of in the same vein as what Fernando was talking about. Like yeah. The get out stuff.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what that, that was one part where knowing it's peel, seeing get out, seeing how get out ends. i um, just kind of feeling the vibe of the movie to that point. When Kiki Palmer is with, you know, she got the photo at the end and like you just, there's like a split second of like police tape and the cops, like my, like my stomach kind of dropped and I was like, this is where it fucks up. And that's mm-hmm. like, it's like the, you know, how, how get out ends mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the, when the cop car pulls up and it's just like mm-hmm. something like they've done all of this, but somehow the people in power still like fuck it up for them. Right. And they, they, you know, I think Raf, you said that they just like take the photos away and just like they go, or, you know, she gets arrested for trespassing or mm-hmm. something, you know, yeah. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like that is mm-hmm. what I'm glad it didn't. And also I'm glad at the, at yeah. the very end. No, I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to spoil <laughs> we it. To oh, right. So, oh, right. So, yeah. Okay. So at the very end, when you don't know, when, when you don't know if Daniel Kulia is alive, does he get eaten? Does he get sucked up or whatever? And like they show Kiki Palmer's face, and then like, like I didn't know at that point if it was just going to cut out or if they were going to resolve that. But I was so 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 relieved when they show that image of yeah. of Kuli on the horse, which like ties yeah, back to like the first moving image of, yeah, the, yeah, of, of their yeah. ancestors. Like yeah. I thought it just tied it all together perfectly, and I was like, for this being a standalone story not that's not going to have 18 sequels in the like cinematic universe <laughs> like where it just exists and it starts and finishes like that's a finish like there's no you know i get yeah like things leaving things up for interpretation is something but i don't think that would have been a good way to end this movie and i was just like so relieved and it was just like cathartic to see like everything relatively you know an alien just came to your planet, yeah, but relatively yeah. you know for the, you know the brother and sister protagonist like it worked out and they're both still alive they yeah, got their yeah, shot yeah. and like you know lucky's he's got he got lucky back from Stephen <laughs> young like he's unlucky like yeah it was just like i i
2: was happy about that i think it's really at no minute of the movie is it is it ever about anything other than having a good time like making sure that the audience is there for the ride to understand that there's like there's a journey that's being accomplished right and and people are working really hard, and you can be there, and you can relate to that effort, and you can you can see the tribulations that they go through. Um, but it's really not interested in creating the tension that like none of it's going to work out, or that it's like going to be subverted in in some strange tragic way that hits home, and you know, in whatever. Um, I, I I think he, he sat down for his third script, and he said, "I've got a fantasy about making movies." where it all works out, you know, where, where you, where you do what you need to do, right. To, um, to manipulate reality so that light, uh, filters into your lens the way that you need to right? And that there's an object in the way of that light that can create, um, an illustration of something interesting to other people. Right. Um, like it's a very simple prospect and he fills it with a lot of interesting complication. Um, but I I think it's it's a pretty fundamentally new story form for him. Where it's just like,
1: let's go for the ride. Right? Yeah, I, I think. It was, yeah, I, and that that that's for me personally. Like, I'm so okay with like yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie being that. Like, I don't need yeah. every movie to no be like super heels. like he you does. Know, it, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was just very. Fun. I think it's exactly what you said. I think he 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 started writing the movie. He said like. I he has a great sci-fi brain. Like he has yeah, such am, a good for sure. for so sure. many good uh pop culture Not he's such a strong co- pop culture knowledge base that, and such good uh vision that he's able to take the two and like make some things his own. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to just like sprinkle that in, but then also just do a very fun ride. I think he just wanted to have like a lot of fun making yeah. a, a movie with the two with yeah. crazy like the story only really had one direction, and that was great. Yeah, yeah.
3: There's not, there's not eight thousand producers right. who are, you know, tweaking lines of dialogue. There, are, there's not, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. studio interference. Like, it's cool that someone in 2022 gets to gets a fuck ton of money to make a yeah. movie, whether it be Robert Eggers making The Northman or Jordan Peele making Nope. They just got, kind of get to, to do their own thing. They get right. to have an idea. Right. You know, it's not always gonna, it's not gonna jive with everyone, which is yeah. totally cool. Um, but like, these are the kinds of movies that we should be, that we should be having. That these yeah. are the kinds of movies that we as audiences, I, I like to think that we deserve. Um,
0: and, yeah, and I think it shows, it shows like Jordan Peele's power. Like mm-hmm. this is his third yeah. feature film he had kim peel and, Peele, but like before that like Keanu. you know, he wasn't yeah oh, Keanu, i guess yes i mean that is just cinematic masterpiece <laughs> the best movie going experience i've ever had <laughs> um but like it just like this this guy like in yeah raf you and i were talking about that like it like i didn't see a trailer for this i didn't watch anything i saw like the teaser poster a year ago or whatever said Jordan peel's note and i was like have no idea what it is but it says Jordan Peele's on it, and so I'm gonna go see that. And I think a lot of people did too, just based on that tag, like his name and his, the power that he has. Because you know he's had he's such a good storyteller. In mm. his first two, you know, are great films, and it's just like to have that like power after like three movies. I think is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like you know the, so, you'll, something about
1: like, the the promo material too. Tim that I love is like. And I think that I think it seems easy to do this, but I don't think it's very easy to do this. Is just the flags hanging from the cloud, which now we know is the flags being stuck in the that's, monster's yeah. like yeah getting yeah, to stuff track. Stuff. Yeah. and now looking back at the poster, I'm like, oh shit, that's really fucking cool. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just flags blowing in the wind; it's nice. that's the flag stuck in the monster, and and yeah. being able to re- have something recontextualized that far like ahead of time yeah I having something so like i don't know if about iconic's the right word but like stand out that you'll yeah. remember yeah. Yeah, and look okay. back I, I I don't think that's like it's something that's like very easy to do like i think yeah. that's something that's and you cool never would have guessed first. and it's very different when you, you see never that. would have guessed you never would have guessed yeah, you, you like see it. that you're like
0: yeah. what does that mean you're not going to say right. it's a ufo alien with a flag stuck in his mouth but yeah. like, to a lesser extent
3: the uh the use of like all the the floaty guys, yeah, with, with the arms. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, of course, right. Sure. Like it's back to the to the costume. Like Peel just understands like basic like iconography in, in movies. Like uh, just, <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, uh, I think uh, talking about the poster and the iconography, I think um, I think Peel is very aware that it's not operating operating at like kind of a super tight plot narrative level the way that his previous work is, and that he really wanted to put forward the idea that like, hey man, it's like, I've got a collection of images, right? I've got scenes that I think work, I've got cool um, ways of depicting familiar ideas in new ways. Um, and and I'm excited, I'm really excited for everyone to be able to participate in my vision, right? Because um, th- I've got it, right? People expect one thing from me, I wanna show you that like that there's no way for you to expect. Um, what I've got cooking for you, right? Because it's totally coming out of me. It's totally coming out of my particular, uh, you know, uh, nuances of the way that I think about pop culture and uh, blackness in California and in the Western or whatever and what it takes to be viral and what that means and how important it is to people, right? But it's not operating at a plot level. He's really not interested in like creating a lot of different characters who are constantly in conflict and having expository dialogue about these things, right? Which it's, is why the quarter,
3: the quartering stuff is like yeah, the wrong way to look. That's at the exactly movie. right. Like if yeah. you're going in and looking so for, um, if you're looking for like. Again, if you're just looking for dialogue that is going to push the yeah. the narrative forward, like, yeah, it's this is this is not the movie for you. Yay, you know, well, um, yeah, sure. you know yeah. I guess that's cool, but like maybe don't go into every movie expecting just like every character, every word out of every character's mouth is just a way to get to the next movie. That's movie right. Or yeah. something <laughs> Like,
2: and, and if nothing else, if 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 millions and millions and millions of Americans uh, saw two Jordan Peele movies and then they saw this third one and it was like still really cool in a lot of ways that they could recognize and also pretty different um you know in kind of explicit ways uh then that i mean that's that's just as valid a way to watch a movie as anything right you know you could keep your ears open for all the details of plot or whatever in all of the dialogue but the truth is you can keep your eyes open and your heart open to just the fucked upness of whatever's happening on screen, you know, yeah. you can you can receive it and say that it's just as personal and just as deeply thought as any other aspect. Oh, uh, you know, in terms of like making your 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 watch precise plot move the way that you want to, right? Like a like a beautiful diamond or whatever. Um, if millions and millions of people come out of nope and they're just like, hey, what if I were more sensitive to the way that image and theme uh, you know, uh, affect and influence the way that I react to a movie, right? Like, that's a big win. It's a big win. Um, every aspect of Peel's success every time is a big win because um, he's an exciting guy and he's got really cool stories to tell and he knows how to work with actors and he knows how to shoot people and he knows how to um, get asses in the seats, you know? People, yeah. He knows how to excite people and I think he's demonstrated that he's uh, that he doesn't want to repeat himself. In you know in 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 too explicit a way, um, so that's exciting. It's exciting to think that like you could watch the first three Peel films, and eventually you'll be able to watch the the first seven or whatever. I bet those seven Peel films will be a pretty good film school. You know, I bet yeah. I bet they'll they'll explore a very wide variety of ways to watch a movie, and and everyone will be better off for having all those different perspectives for sure.
3: I'm, I'm yeah. just waiting for. A, sorry, go for it.
1: What, sorry, what were you saying?
3: I was gonna say I'm just I'm just waiting for uh for the internet to get into uh you know they should get Jordan Peele to do the next Star Wars project. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, waiting yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting nah, for that's that.
1: actually that's actually Taker. So yeah, yeah, no, has yeah,
3: got that locked out. I hope I I hope that he never his name never gets thrown out there for like a Marvel project or you know a Disney thing or yeah. I or mean, it's Marvel.
1: already kind of happening. Like he was supposed to do the Twilight Zone and then he kind of backed out of it a little bit. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how much in, he was supposed to like direct it all. I think, and then I think he yeah, he only bowed down, down as a producer. Yeah. Like a exactly I, was, I was really dumb
3: after Get Out, yeah. he, he stretched himself a little too thin. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, and pulled himself he was back. like
3: producing a lot of stuff, and yeah, like yeah, executive exactly sure. producing like a lot of movies. And it it and it
1: joke. is a shame though because he he again going back to his like knowledge base of pop culture and everything and his ability to kind of twist them and make them original. Like he, I, he really is like the kind of the perfect guy for twilight zone. Yeah. Uh, like if yeah, he had a full hair, if he fully heralded yeah. a twilight zone, I think that would be really cool because like a lot of like get out us and this movie all feel like they could be Twilight right. Zone. Episodes. Yeah.
2: There's definitely a big lineage of sci-fi and all of his stuff. I yeah. just, but I think he knows how to explore. I think he, he's right. working on his own right. internal content. Kind of exactly. You, know, you watch his sketches, right? the thing about Kean's field sketches is that on sort of paper, they're not that funny. What makes them funny is that he's a really great fucking director, yeah. you know? Um, so what makes them funny is the cut to a weird face, right? Or some surprise happening that, that couldn't have happened except, Oh, it's just like, that's the camera move and that yeah. revealed this thing or whatever. And now it's funny or shocking or whatever. Um, I think he's got a really strong internal vision of what the television show he's running inside of his own head or whatever. Um, and he's just going to do it, right? Like, I, I, I think we can all put up the mojo, just be like, hey, Jordan Peele, write your own scripts and cast the people that you like and keep yeah. doing your shit.
0: Cause and just, like, yeah. On. And bringing it back to Nope is there's a scene when the monster's over Kaluya in the car and it's, like, dark, and, like, you see, like, just, like, his eyes and, like, his face, but, like, he's, like, looking up, like, and, like, I would imagine that, like, Peel had, like, he wanted to, he wanted to shoot that and did that, like, if he, he did that intentionally and, like, made it that way, mm-hmm. and that's such a cool scene where, like, where nothing's being shown, but you know everything that's happening, mm-hmm. and, like, Kaluuya, you know, getting back to the acting, like, mm-hmm. just, like, knocks it out of the park yeah it seemed like that was like, i, I, another I think
1: everything he does is incredibly intentional yeah and like yeah. and 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 me we were talking about this last week raf and i like he the end of us where all the clones are holding hands around mm. the country mm. jordan peele did not look at the end like the zoom out shot and like whatever of the end of that movie and say this he did not look at that and think like this is fucking hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? Like he know he knows that's hilar- like hilarious. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. He's not dumb. He's he he does things very intentionally. And I, I he's got great. Control. I appreciate the things that he does. I, I think he's yeah, he yeah. almost nails it almost every time. We're you know we're very lucky. I mean you know so imagine me coming out of it and and recognizing
2: all these things and still like you know just being kind of down. Um, but you know it doesn't it it never could compromise. Uh, any admiration of him as an artist uh yeah. you know and and as a person who's like actually quite important in pop culture in terms of like uh really carrying the torch and the burden of just like oh. original blockbusters right, and just like the money behind them and the enthusiasm culturally that happens. i, I was right? gonna
3: I was gonna say um the fact that the fact that this that this movie is like a Spielbergian adventure, yeah. but it's just like black people and like, yeah, we might not be satisfied with the Story at the end of the day and it's cool that it's just uh that the you know, the way that it's wrapped up is our two protagonists get to survive and and be heroes because right. that's what we've seen white characters get to do for the that's last right. like that's right eighty years in, in, in right. movies yeah. and you know, why can't we have yeah, yeah. one big blockbuster that stars a couple of black folks and, and an Asian dude yeah. and a Hispanic American <laughs> as the as the TV as yeah. the tech nerd as the um, funny guy yeah and like they just get to walk away at the end yeah and, like they get to be the heroes right. and everyone's happy and it's like they hug him right.
2: and who's and, and, yeah, and have he, it be, he, be, be uncomplicated yeah and exactly it's yeah. Uncompl- yeah. uncomplicated yeah that's like, right there's that's just right. it and we can all that's walk right. out
3: that's and right. go yeah hurry for right. that that that's cool so yeah.
1: here exactly what do you say banana. I said exactly, and I was just gonna say like it's so funny how the movie recontextualized itself for me, like in so many different ways as I was watching it, which is not something that happens a lot during any movie for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It recontextualized itself to a monster movie, but I didn't go into the movie because I, I and get out. I didn't go into the movie saying, "Oh, this is a blockbuster." I did not expect to yeah, go yeah. into the movie and come out. I came. I went to the movie thinking I was seeing like a an Us Get Out level movie, and then I right. left the movie. With like, oh, I just watched like one of the best blockbusters yeah. I yeah, think it's personally yeah. one of the best blockbusters Most in impressive. years.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like that is good poppy yeah. entertainment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Peel, you know, in whatever aspect of this conversation in particular, Peel does himself a disservice by making two really tight, really sort of uh, culturally and thematically socially relevant things beforehand, right? If he'd started with a nope. Um, he wouldn't be as popular and he wouldn't be making money and no one would get him and no one would be excited. Uh, And that's sad um, because I think that would have set a really different tone for his whole career. And maybe, you know, and maybe now he feels he can do anything. Um, But I I wish he would I wish he'd felt as a writer and as an artist, he was able to do anything before. And I, and I think he felt really kind of in in a position. I, I, I
1: think that's one of the questions like you're saying is like, was it even possible? Would people have went to go see, yeah, uh, a, a blockbuster movie with two black leads, right? Four or five, four years. Yeah, I mean, yeah If exactly. if it wasn't tied to Jordan Peele's name, and if it wasn't tied two to two big success movies. Like, like, right. Big questions like that. Sure.
3: Yeah. If it's just right. If it's just black people yeah, in, like, in a space movie, like,
2: right? What yeah, do you sure mean it, in a Western? You know, just yeah. like, oh, here's black people riding horses. Like that's yeah. just cool, and that's a reason to write a script. <laughs> yeah. Just like right. You know? It's cool that way. Yeah, Yeah, It's just like I will have Kiki Palmer doing an Akira slide. That's that's a perfectly fine (laughs) reason to write a movie. Um,
0: I hope that was I hope that was line line one of no Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So at some point, the first part of this, we're gonna build it around this. Yeah.
1: Did you see the like little interview snippet too? Where the interviewer was, the interviewer was like, "I see you with that Akira slide." Yeah, and he, was what like, he was literally like, "I finally got to do it, man! I finally got to do it." I had to do it. That's so funny. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I I'm thinking of Hoyt Von Hoytema or whatever the DP. Um, he's like a super serious dude. He did the last couple of Nolans. Um, I, I don't know. I think you could watch this and be able to tell that everyone was having a lot of fun. You know that like yeah, whatever you're yeah. photographing is just like pretty cool. You know, so we're gonna see Oppenheimer next year. And that's super heavy Nolan and it's going to be interesting and the, <sighs> the structure will be whatever. But it's going to be Von Hoytema again, right? Um, so you're going to see a lot of similarities and you're going to say, oh, cool. you can kind of recognize the look of this. But One thing you're going to know is that it's not fun, right? No one had fun on the set or whatever. Um, yeah. So so that's a bummer. I mean, so we're going to watch that and we're going to say uh, this is the way that it was compared to Nope because there will be really concrete things. Um, I My prediction is that I'll like Oppenheimer even less than I like Nope.
1: I'm very not excited for Oppenheimer, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But can, oh, I another, can I read another? Can I read another? I'm pretty not. Excited. Yeah, I hope I'm surprised. Can yeah. I read another Logan Paul? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give let's, me number
2: seven,
3: let's do, baby. let's do one last Logan Paul, <laughs> and then let's get into uh, to final thoughts and, and
1: All right, cool. And number number four. <laughs> say, say Logan oh. Paul at Logan Paul number four on the thread. Same note. Man on the motorcycle. Why was his voice steep and robotic? For him to be an antagonist, who'd have a grand reveal mystery solely for the sake of mystery is confusing and leaves too many well, open-ends for a viewer trying to invest themselves in a the storyline. Um, I think, I think it's, you can
2: it, tell from these tweets that Logan Paul has a really tiny dick. I think that's, <laughs> that's what I'm about. <laughs> about it.
1: But it's like, um, I guess what scares me about this tweet is like media literacy just seems to be like totally oh, yeah. fucking it in the dumpster. And me. like, it's like COVID out there. And it's funny <laughs> that, Pretty, yeah you know, and it spreads
2: it's, like contact
0: you know vaccines for these people yeah
1: and it's funny that this is his takeaway because i think like the i think maybe like because the dude's uh helmet was so mirrored like i think that like that character was like i think Peel was like this is you idiots like this is you guys yeah yeah, you know I mean like sure.
2: absolutely I, and i love that
1: i don't i don't think that i had no point was i like is this guy anything more than a joke yeah, what, yeah, the the fact that Logan Paul's a like, where's the grand reveal? Yeah, yeah right. I thought it was what? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <King. laughs> <laughs> you know? I
1: was a, I was afraid it was going
0: to be a reveal. Yeah, like right. that. if it was key, I would be that'd be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. really hilarious. But like, yeah, if they were, they would have written it totally. But if yes. they did, if like I was afraid, and I'm glad they didn't do one because I if they did that and it was like some someone famous and. They had a one second, and then they get Or like or a character coming back, or yeah. yeah, or like the yeah. dad, like yeah, like that just like throws, yeah. just like throws all the like yeah. No, it like was that out.
1: that that idiot was just the it was just the yeah. pinnacle of like people. like We be said better. there's people seeking spectacle and and yeah, trying yeah. to capture it, and then yeah, damn that, that actually identical? that
0: actually I hope I hope. Peel. As much as I hate to say this, I hope Peel saw that tweet and was like, "Yeah, bro, that's you." <laughs> yeah, like,
1: yeah, oh, yeah exactly. I, and, and, and I hope sure, he's like, you know, on all the courses, I hope, I, though,
0: yeah. that would be. But he's like, I he's hope the movie
3: absolutely. and you totally missed it, and you missing it furthers the point. Yeah, of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah.
1: And I think Peel uh, could be like a really important director in terms of bringing media literacy like, back to people. I, hope so. um, I think he might have, like, the ability to bridge the gap between people who have just totally, completely fucking lost it. Like, putting big, shiny alien in front of people to have them, like, ooh and ah at it, but also, like, making a movie that actually has some depth and themes. Like, hopefully mm-hmm. people can enjoy those things again and not just yeah, yeah. see the 17th Marvel project of the year.
2: sure, sure. Um, yeah, I think there's, I, whatever you think about the movie, I think it, I think it really does establish a new direction for him. I think people's reaction to it is really positive. Um, if they react positively to it, they're going to react that same way to things that I think are better. Um, but also to the way that Peel evolves as an artist in the future. You know, I think there's a lot to look forward to, even if you come out of it disappointed. Um, you can say, man, you know, there's room for this kind of story being told to the blockbusters now. Right. Uh, kind of, kind of, um, interesting craft choices, um, that are unconventional and yet totally pleasing, right. Totally built for accessibility, excitement and enthusiasm. You know, like, just like a little more, please. Gentlemen, um, this
1: is,
3: this has been a very, very, very rad conversation. Um, I think we're we're probably approaching
1: the insane the, mark.
3: The uh, yeah, the insanity mark. <laughs> so, um, I think we should yep. just go around do some final thoughts. Uh, we can do a grade, however you want to grade it. I think we usually go out of five stars. Yeah. Um, okay. And then and then yeah, one we'll with plugs. All right.
1: Cool. I'm the only one out of the room, so you want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go yeah, yeah. Go for it. So I think uh, I think overall, like I i think it's pretty clear that i really enjoyed the movie um i think we've talked a couple times about how like it's marks like a new direction for him which i actually hope it doesn't um because as much as i love this movie i would hate for him to only make movies in this vein or in this direction solely mm-hmm. i think he's like so multifaceted that i think he can jump in and out of subgenres of, mm-hmm. of different things but for me like i keep saying like he's the perfect twilight zone guy right like for sure. me the 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 Jordan Peele genre is Twilight Zone. It's like, sure. it's, I think Jordan Peele is, is like the evolution of Rod Sterling, into, but like he takes what Rod Sterling did back then and he's like evolving that with more layers, more themes, right. more things to think about. He's taking what was like left there and then it, it kind of makes what people did with sci fi since then kind of look like shit. Am I, you know what I mean? Like, I like, it, yeah. Yeah, and like I, he's what what he, the direction the step up in terms of direction is that he's elevating that for me. Mm. And as long as he's if he stays in that realm and keeps doing these overtly creepy but with like really cool messaging behind them movies, mm. I will probably always enjoy them. Yeah, um, they won't have to be like, they won't even have to always be like super fucking amazing in every aspect for me to keep enjoying them. Um, Like I think probably get out is probably like a better movie. Right. But I think this one has uh, enough themes and motifs for me to think about and reflect on. um, And is maybe even like more rewatchable for me. Yeah. Um, So. Super. Again, I I think if he sticks in the realm of like, I'm going to keep saying it, if he sticks in the realm of like making twilight zone esque things, I will always be there for it. And uh, I think for me, the movie would be probably like a four out of five. Like, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it. So, it. That's so very I'm, nice. ex- I'm excited. I'm excited for him to make more movies and I'm excited. Uh, I hope he dips in and out of like his own little sub genres. Sure. T- tackles on different aspects of pop culture and sci-fi and, and just evolves it, which is what he's been doing. And, and I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm going to steal it Uh, and I'm going to disagree. And I'm going to
2: say, I hope that he continues pushing to discover what the peel genre is, you know? Cool. Yes. You know, I I think he feels emboldened um, to uh, look at what he's done so far look at the evolution of key and peel sketches and how that led into get out and where he is now. And what he imagines is the vision of movie making or whatever um i think i think he's imaginative enough to understand that there's a lot of places to explore that just isn't being done by other artists and not at this scale um so he should do it he should he should run into the weird into the totally non plot into the into the into the purity of just weird performances and just like close ups on beautiful faces in strange uh, environments and just be like, okay, this is my movie. This is this is the tone that I wanna set. This is the themes that I wanna explore. And I'm not gonna be held down by conventions of tropes or genre expectations or whatever. Um, uh, so for this in particular, uh, I ended up on my letterbox giving it a two out of five. Um, that's about what I gave to us. Uh, I liked us a little more because I thought it escalated uh, and I thought its characters were a little deeper drawn and i and I like that, and I like that it, there was constantly kind of a feeling of just like being pulled into the future and I, and I, and I, and I missed that feeling while I was watching nope. Um, but you know peel you 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 gotta love him, you gotta admire him, you gotta say, um, there's so many reasons that the future is bleak, and we've got to really hold on you know, to the, to the gifts that we've got, you know, the people who are working, the people who are putting in the work. Yeah. The I, don't, I don't
3: think anyone would have guessed two out of five, uh, based on the, oh, the uh, conversation that, yeah, that we've been having. Yeah. Last, I mean, so, so. so
2: we're going to plug uh, uh, at the end and everyone can read my review. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I loved get out. I, and I, and I thought it was really, um, kind of a bolt from the blue for me. And I wished us were like that. Um, but the way that us was like kind of conventional, um, I missed those conventionalities when I was watching Nope. And if I see it again and, I, and I'm more on its wavelength, then that's good. Um, but in the meantime, you know, I could just, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy to have these conversations about it yeah. just because it's very important. And it dominates culture and we should celebrate that it dominates culture, even if it's not necessarily my wavelength. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I really liked it. Um, one of the best movies I've seen this year, you know up there definitely top three movies i've seen this year um the acting was amazing the the scope like the size of it like is not like i think what we had touched upon like compared to get out and us like it's just this massive massive movie like blockbuster summer blockbuster it was so much fun it was fun to talk about like diving yeah, in there was absolutely. so much there was a lot was so much fun. for me that i could take away from it and you know want to talk about with you guys um Definitely want to go see it in theaters again. Um, yeah, I love I love Peel's new uh, trope of taking songs and slowing them down, and making <laughs> making them creepy or to fit a mood and just to fit a vibe. Like, um, I didn't like the sunglasses one as much as I got five on it from us because that was just like on in that moment was just perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I like that. I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah, Yeah. Kalea. Palmer, Palmer. Stephen Young, everyone—you know—they absolutely crushed it. I thought it was an amazing movie, um, and I would give it a four out of five. I I felt really strongly about it. Um, in the in the peel rankings, I don't think it can top Get Out. Um, just because like that is another one that just like made me think about so much and it's just like crazy. Um, but like I I did like this better than Us, and really 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 liked it. Dang. Dogs.
3: Um, thanks again for, for hopping on. This is, like I said before, this has been a very, very tight um, and very dope discussion about Nope. Um, but I'll give my quick final thoughts. Um, I like Banana and Tim. I I vibe with this movie very, very hard. Um, I, there were, there were bits about it that where I could see why someone might not vibe with it. Like Fernando, I, I understand um, some of the things that, that you're saying I can totally see going into this and expecting something different or, yeah. you know, and and not necessarily walking away fully satisfied. Sure. I think in terms of um, I try to go in with the sort of blank expectations um, and just you sort of hurt. let Jordan take me wherever he was going to take me. Um, I dug where he took me. I think this movie is extremely rewatchable. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see it again in theaters. Probably buy it on Blu-ray or yeah. you know whatever. Going to have a sick when it, okay. when it uh when it comes when it comes out. I'm stoked to watch that home. Yeah. I'm Stoked to watch you know um, video essays about it and, yeah. and all that sort of cool stuff. It's like so there, there's so much so much cool stuff that you can talk about with this with this movie um, in really like any sort of facet um, for sure. And for that, like I'm thankful. I'm just thankful that someone like Jordan Peele is making movies in this day and age because we're it's so refreshing. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. Even it's if like it's it. not the best thing ever, just the fact that he's doing something like this yeah. when there's not much like this yeah. is like really nice. Like I don't need everything to be a franchise or Oscar bait. Like yeah. I need, <laughs> I need cool stuff. I need cool stuff that's somewhere in the middle. Like yeah. I want to go to the movies and watch a giant alien do cool shit while Daniel yeah. Kaluuya is like, Awesome and Kiki Palmer is dope on screen, like yeah. and Stephen Young looks beautiful.
2: Yeah, like
3: so that's I mean, cool. Stephen, Stephen Young is beautiful. Yeah, those are the kinds of movies. It's the make. recipe. Um,
1: this almost felt like a, a really good like early two thousands movie or something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
3: sure. It, it's super throwbacky, and yeah. just that like, okay, this isn't going to like completely blow you away, but it's also not just going to bore you because it's Indiana Jones five.
1: Yeah, right. um, yeah,
3: like. My final score is a three and a half, which is like pretty average, but like pretty ab- ab- above average. Like I, mean, I dug it; it's not amazing, yeah, but I really yeah. dug it, and I think that we should make more movies like this. Absolutely. We deserve more three and a halves instead of yeah, yeah, just like yeah. an endless flow and <laughs> oh, yeah. supply of, of oh, yeah. one and a half, yeah, you know, yeah, or whatever. Absolutely, uh,
2: absolutely.
3: But yeah, cool. uh, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do we want to go around and give quick plugs?
2: You got before, a plug, banana? Before yeah. we go, oh sure uh yeah
1: you can come hang out with me on uh, twitch.tv slash no banana suits a lot of these guys here actually are always chilling in my chat so we're always doing free to play games uh playing with viewers talking about we actually will you know we'll talk about this stuff just casually um so yeah come through and hang out drop your hot takes in there more likely than not uh some of these guys will be in there to to chat back with you we request, games, back. Re- request games yeah. that you want them to play request, request, yeah, request officer games officer you want to see yeah. Yeah. If you want to come chat games or, or play you know, see something played on stream, come hang with us.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yep.
2: Uh
1: when we're not hanging out with no banana suits on Twitch,
2: um I'm constantly refreshing my letterboxd You can follow me at FD Pictures. Um I you know, I love movies, I love writing about movies, I love thinking about them. So anytime I feel like people are in conversation with me about the weird stuff that I like, you know, that's the greatest thing in the world to me. So Uh, I love talking with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, and you know, anytime I have the opportunity to like connect with movie people, you know, that's the greatest thing for sure.
0: Yeah. No, likewise from me too. I had also, you know, every time I've been on here, it's an absolute pleasure. I think this is, I think Nando and banana, I think this is the first time we've done an episode together, but, um, yeah, it's great. I really don't have anything to plug. Like I'm not I'm not yeah. here just to get people to do stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah, plug yeah. my thing. Yeah, just yeah, actually, yeah. At, like yeah. plug, my, plug, plug yeah. mine again. I'm hanging out with yeah. with TQ um,
2: at Nobanasses.
0: Yeah. Um I get I do have an Instagram at a tribe called Quan Q-W-O-N. I Um I make beats sometimes. I'll throw throw them up there every once in a while. Yeah. To get them back into more of that. So yeah. On the gram. yeah, that's a plug. Yeah, movies, yeah. movies, movies, video games, the gram, it's music. Beautiful. Yeah, you got it all Kwan. here. So yeah,
2: okay, Ralph, what you got?
3: Um, well, our theme music for this podcast was written by a tribe called quant So that's, that's dope. Um, yeah, if, you, if your podcast needs theme, <laughs> hit me up. Something in a minute. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. Dope. It, um, something. It bangs. Uh, maybe he will slow down some tracks for you. <laughs> um, I can personally be found on Twitter and Instagram, at refstit, it's all one word, R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T, same handle on Letterboxd, uh, talking about reviewing movies, making lists and stuff. Uh, And you can find the podcast proper anywhere you listen to your pods, Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, all that cool stuff, straight to DVD. Look out for the pink logo. Um, You're probably listening to us on one of those platforms now. If you're feeling frisky, leave us five stars. Fuck um, yeah. It would be Always. super helpful, and Always. we would really yeah. dig it, and we would love you forever. Um, you can also catch us on the socials at Straight Two DVD Pod, the number two at Straight Two DVD Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe a TikTok coming soon. Oh, I don't know. We're yeah. trying to build out our video department, <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> Um, Anyone
1: needs a fall internship? No credit, non pay. Yeah, 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 no right, credit, sure. no
3: money, yeah, but right. you get to do stuff yeah. for sure. There will definitely be stuff to do. Portfolio
1: yeah. builder. There yeah, there is, is
3: glory that.
2: to some degree. Um,
3: <laughs> dude, you know, you start by editing yeah. videos for straight to DVD. Then you're Jordan Peele. Then you're Jordan Peele. Exactly. Yeah, you know where Jordan Peele got to start? <laughs> straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah, or if you're a
1: sports <laughs> guy, Eric Spolster started in the film room. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
3: There we right. go. That is absolutely yep. true. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. guys, for thanks. Sure. Thanks again, dogs. This thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll pour one out for Michael Romeo. Yeah, we'll see him um, next time. Yeah, we'll we'll catch him on the next one. For yep. Sure. Thanks again. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Talk it. soon. Take care. Peace.